I only regret that I wasn't recording at that moment. <laughs> Alright, well, let's turn on monitoring there. So I got myself. Now I'm going to turn up Hadrian. Now you got to be four microns below ten. Yeah, I can tell. Four rotational, for, like, 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 uh, m- micro radians. I think you're coming in nice and clear now. Uh, Noah, can you give me a little more uh, content from your vocal box? All right, so I just uh, swished around some Listerine, so my vocals should be extra fresh today. (laughs) Extra dry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's... I gotta zoom in here to make sure that looks good. Uh, Yeah, that's better. And Hadrian, can you tell me three things you hate about eggs? No, I cannot tell you three things that I hate about eggs, but I will talk anyway so that you can do my levels because it's very important that we have the correct levels for the show so that we're not like 10 decibels off from each other and then that causes a lot of problems. Yeah, I think that uh, all looks good on the screen right now as is currently. Hector, are you recording? Yeah, yeah, I just started. And you're good? A minute. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> I very rarely see you wear hats. Can you talk about why you decided to wear a hat? Because uh, I have bad hair. Uh, I have uh, bed hair. Yeah, and you want it to look good for the podcast. Yeah, I <laughs> I have bad bed hair today. Hmm. Like like it's it's sticking out to the sides like a kind of weird one sided Wolverine hairdo. So it was before you. Uh, it, to well, as soon as I take off his hat, it's probably going to get worse. Right. But of course, you know, as as some of my friends say, I have a I have ha- a hair made for uh, podcasting. <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm, what else is new in Texas? Fuck! Why, why are you asking me? <laughs> I, I just I haven't, haven't seen you in a while. I haven't left my apartment in a week. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the PhD student life, I guess. Uh, I probably, I mean, I, I don't know. It necessarily has to be part, um, one of the PhD requirements is that you have to stay in your apartment for an entire week. I think it's just, I think it's just for the fact that like, there's just nothing to do here. You are fully vaxxed, right? Yeah, I, uh, I have um, all of the Pfizer's uh, in me. Um, I, I'm like that Thanos like scene from... Uh, Avengers Infinity War where it's like uh, like like he, he like has all the infinity stones and then he's just like mm-hmm. oh yes um, so that's how, that's how I felt um, as soon as I got the, sh- the second vaccine I probably met, probably mentioned it before and then and then and then right when I got home I um, uh, yeah I, I got my ass kicked Quite yeah, a bit. That a lot. Yeah. My um. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a guy going around the country <laughs> kicking people's asses who get the vaccine. Like, this is why you shouldn't get vaccinated, motherfucker. Speaking of that, I sent an email to a family member of mine this morning, and they got back to me within five minutes, and they said, "Sorry to hear." I think they hate their lives. <laughs> sorry, well, sorry to hear that you are so pressured to rush to the so-called quote unquote vaccine. I feel strongly that young people like you should not be afraid of the virus, but should get it. And build up the no. antibodies. You are. Let me finish. Yeah. You are way too smart to fall for the peer pressure put on you by the fear mongers. Anyways, you are old enough to make your own decisions, as uninformed as you seem to be. No, Miss Blank. Blank and I will refuse to join this experiment injection disaster. We feel fully protected by the several antiviral therapeutic drugs that are available in our area. Hope you change your mind on the quote-unquote vaccine and do your own research. 
take care. Da 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 da. Love you. Miskit, you went about this yeah. the wrong way. Uh, you should have told them that the like the the vaccines. What they do is they prep you to uh, to to get the ultimate high. The first one like injects you with like some drug, you know, some quote unquote vaccine that preps you for the second dose. That dose is the kicker. That one puts you to bed. You're not going to want to move. You're just going to be staying still, sweating because of how extremely amazing that high is. Um, that's what happened to me. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't do anything for an entire day. Grading, on the shelf. I can't do anything about it. Uh, homework, nothing. Because you know, I was out of my damn mind with all of those fever dreams I was having. Um, so... So I, I think you should, you know, respond to your your, your relatives, like, saying this, say, saying that you will, in fact, like, you know, because they mentioned, you know, uh, the, the stuff we have, like, like local prescription or local medicine or whatever, like, should do the trick. The antivirals. The antivirals. So you should tell them that, like, you know, they're exactly right. Um, but if you want to get even more fucked up, you should get the vaccine. Um <laughs> Because you know, how, you know the elderly. They they love drugs. They love drugs more than we I guess do. so. That's true. My dad is looking forward to getting. I don't know if I should have this in the podcast. But my dad is looking forward to getting retired so that he can just like do shrooms all the time and oh shit. My God. He's way cooler than I am. <laughs> That's what the villages are in Florida. It's just a huge cocaine uh, hobbyist community. Yeah, everyone there has syphilis. It's crazy. Yeah, and they're all like over the age of like sixty five. Um, yeah. They they fuck. That see the old the old people lobby. That's how they got the vaccine first. They were like, we need it for our ragers. Yeah, they're so. sick perverts. Much more, <laughs> more, yeah, much 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 more than we are. Yeah, <laughs> what happened to those older generations? They 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 lost all their family values. They died. <laughs> <laughs> they keep dying over and over again. All yeah. right. Anyway, welcome to episode thirty six of the Exit Tangent Quarantine Dispatch. There will be two more. It would be funny if if I did just post this as thirty six, and then we just like sort of like are like oh thirty five. We recorded it, but we didn't release it. Oh yeah, we recorded thirty five, but it didn't come out. It's the secret bonus episode that we'll release in like ten years from now. <laughs> yeah, when when the podcast blows up and everyone's just like, holy shit, like etqd thirty five. Where is it? <laughs> I need a copy. <laughs> Yeah, we'll post. Uh, actually, like, yeah, what'll happen is oh we'll have God. like a ten-year reunion for this podcast where we actually talk about the book, and Hector will read it. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> what will actually happen is that you're uh, when we finish this, you're gonna Hadrian's gonna put up episode thirty-five as an NFT, so that anyone, <laughs> so, so that anyone, anyone can listen to it, right? But for the for the low low price of like I don't know what one Ethereum or whatever, you know however much an eth costs fucking millions of dollars i guess i don't know uh they'll, they'll have the 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 sole ownership of the metadata that points to the audio file that everyone is able to listen to because it's already on the in the internet yeah it's like how it's like how hello internet released uh podcast episode they released i think two podcast episodes on vinyl and one on like an edison wax cylinder <laughs> So we we have to do the NFT because that's that's the hot new thing. No, nose goes. I'm not doing that. <laughs> also I, don't, not I don't know how I feel about that. It sounds extremely pretentious. It, it is a little pretentious. <laughs> it is. Has that stopped us yet? I don't know. All right, episode thirty six. Topic. Ah, uh, this the topic was mine. Um, I I just wanted to talk about hobbies. You know, this podcast is a hobby. Three of us are in a band together. 
Um, we know you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so I'm just, I'm just curious to hear, like now in in these times, it's like, like you know, we're we're sort of in various positions past undergrad life, um, but there was there was stuff that we did in in college that we you know presumably enjoyed doing, um, and you know, there's also stuff and, and maybe some of that stuff you want to take with you after college and continue on. And like, as the pandemic sort of comes to a close, um, you know, what things are you looking, what, what hobbies are you looking forward to doing more of and all that kind of stuff? I, I guess like, you know, to give some context for the sake of the, the episode itself, like maybe, maybe folks should like, you know, talk about things that they're into and then give some context about that. And then like, if they were able to do it during the pandemic or not, and then like how they how they see that changing, how y'all see that changing, like now that now that people are getting vaccinated and everything is starting to go back to quote unquote normal. That was my that was my idea for this episode. So how have we managed our hobbies during the pandemic? Yeah, it's like oh, what ha- what hobbies do you have? I guess like some hobbies that you want to talk about on this show. And then, like, how did you manage those during the pandemic? And then, like, how do you see yourself, uh, manage, like, leveraging them after the pot, after the, well, after, first of all, after the podcast, but also after the pandemic? It's kind of like those go together a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I see. Hmm. Yeah. One, one hobby of mine that I like, uh, you know, trying to do is, is being invisible. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't been able to do much work with it. Uh, people, for some reason, are able to perceive me. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, so uh, what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to, you know, again, hole up in my apartment. And by, by that extension, no one can see me except for my roommate. But then, of course, if they're in their room, they can't see me. Uh, so uh, for all intents and purposes, I am invisible. Mm-hmm. And, and you seeing me we through can this video... Okay, right you, you seeing me through this video screen doesn't count because... You're not physically in the same room. All all you're seeing are a bunch of <laughs> pixels on your screen that are, uh, by some like computer magic, have been miraculously uh, placed together to form some image that you think looks like me. That you think has uh, you know has a version of me with a uh, hat on, hiding uh, horrible bed hair. Uh, of course, you know. It's it's all an illusion. You know, most webcams uh, just take in the visible light spectrum, but Hector has a special webcam that does like IR sensing and then just tries to colorize it using <laughs> machine learning. <laughs> you just see like, a, and then I stand up, and you just see like a red mist come out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess it wouldn't be red; it would be like bright white or whatever. However, the intensity on the thing is. Anyway, okay, all right, fine. You uh, you have joking around. Um, I don't know. Okay, so uh, I guess like one big hobby that I had at MIT that I still would want to like continue because I think I have the chance to do it here uh, is uh, is DJing or like specifically uh, radio DJing, not um, you know mix master mic type of stuff. I can't do that, uh, but just you know being on the radio, uh, playing music that I enjoy and stuff. Uh, it's it's kind of wild that I it's a thing that I did. At you know at, at MIT in my undergrad because like I, like to to go even further back like I, I did I didn't expect myself to really get into music as much you know as I am right now 
uh, like, like, I guess because, like, you know, sometimes you might talk to a person being like, oh, you know, like, you know, if they like to listen to music maybe when they pee set or, you know, when they work or do some other stuff. And, and sometimes they say no, they don't like to listen to music or they just, like, don't really do it. And that kind of, like, you know, my, my, my brain just kind of freezes up and I don't know what to say just because it's just such a weird thing for me. <laughs> It's not you know, the entire I, room I, turns into like a blue screen of death. <laughs> I, I just like my entire OS uh, just shatters. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just like don't know what to say. Just because like I, it's it's incomprehensible or it's inconceivable to me um, that you know that people just like sometimes don't listen to music. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's a strange trajectory that I had from high school to now that like got me into it, which is kind of funny now that I think about it. I will say, uh, for me, it's like, it is just like, there's a lot of different kinds of work where listening to music can be very distracting. Um, like, but, but I find that like, if I'm like, you know, doing some programming stuff at work or whatever, and like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, I've already, I've already come up with the roadmap of what I'm going to do. I just need to execute on it or I need to just like work through some stuff, like, you know, fix some bugs or whatever. Like then I can listen to music just fine. Um, but I would prefer instrumental music in those cases. But like, like in, in the same way that like sort of like multitasking is, is kind of a thing that's like some people like sort of claim that they can do it. And apparently you get worse at it the more that you do or something like that. Um, but like, 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 I I think that like to some, depending on the kind of music that I'm listening to, like, it it seems like if I'm like act, like it's like, I, I try to be an active listener when I'm listening to music. And in some cases, when the music is like actually interesting, I can I can't help but be an active listener and just be like, oh, there's that was a cool bass line or like that was a cool drum pattern or any of that kind of stuff. Um, and like I, I have tried, um, especially like when I was like P setting in college or whatever, um, to like do like the focus genre on Spotify to just like try to listen to the most boring music imaginable oh. to try to like occupy like a certain small part of my brain that's like easily distracted by just like feeding it like this like you know these basic piano pieces or ambient stuff um but like yeah for for the most part like like that like as much as i enjoy listening to music like uh because because i because i like end up like automatically trying to be an active listener at all times like it makes it hard for me to do to listen to music while i'm working so you both have been pretty deep into music during the pandemic i presume i mean i know you you both were before but would you say it has been amplified? Oh no, I, I just started. I just started listening yesterday. <sighs> enough, enough. <laughs> yes. Um, would you say that the pandemic has amplified your enjoyment and, and, and I guess? Well, I gotta think. Well, okay. So, to put it one way, I just started buying music again recently. I think it has to do in with the form? fact that I have like uh, uh, CDs, like records. Um, I haven't bought CDs in a long time, and that's just because I never like had a. CD player. Like, I started with CDs, like, in high school, and then I got, like, one of those, like, shitty Crosby or whatever they're called, like, the briefcase turntables. Crosley? Crosley. There you go. I say Crosby. Crosby is also shitty. Or, wait. <laughs> it was a Bill Cosby Bill Cosby. There you go. I'm not talking about Bing Crosby. Um, anyway. Uh, so, but, yeah, I just started buying some CDs, um, some records um like like also just because like all of a sudden i don't know why but just like people have like or bands that i like have started like issuing or just uh, like making new pressings of like you know of reissues of like old albums they had like 
my beautiful valence or my bloody valentine um my beautiful dark twisted <laughs> fantasy my beautiful dark twisted valentine uh <laughs> shoegaze beats over kanye west my bloody valentine had just like released their like well, their entire discography or like like reissues of everything including uh some stuff that like hasn't been pressed in a long time like from their eps i think yeah i'm guessing um, that like since people can't play live at all this is like, yeah like th- they've been focusing on some stuff like this that people yeah they're like do. reissuing vinyl just so that people have something to buy yeah so that like like sweet trip i don't know if you know that that group um they're like i think re- reissuing their uh f- their first album again um so it's uh i yeah i've just been buying music like left and right um so which i haven't done since like i don't know i've done so i I did it a little bit like at mit but um i think when i would do it it was just because i would just go to cheapo at like in central and i just get stuff there every now and then maybe like a few times a year and that's it um, I think the last maybe album that I got from there was like a residence compilation album and sound effects. Um, sound effects like like, like it was a re- it was a, yeah it was a record that's just filled with sound effects so I could use for like the radio show. Oh, I, I, I'm just imagining you sitting in a room like here it comes. And you're yeah. Like, oh yeah, that that song is. Mm, yeah, you're banger. just laying in bed with these giant, like, <laughs> sorry, giant five hundred dollar headphones, and you're just like, hell yeah, I love the sound of dynamite. <laughs> That's when you become you've delved too far into being an audiophile. Yeah. So I was watching this like Andrew Huang video where he had like uh, some oh, like, like, like he had some cassette tapes, oh. and like one of the cassette tapes was like Halloween sounds, and he was like, oh, what's this? Because he was trying to do something with tape loops, I think. Um, and then you put it in the cassette player, and it was just like the loudest, like blood curdling scream you've ever heard. It's <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> his videos yeah. are pretty cool. Or like, yeah, he, he like his he had like a huge synthesizer or or whatever whatever those like things are where you like plug in cables and stuff. The like, modular synthesizer. Yeah, it like reminds me of like the patch based stuff uh, at WMBR, but mm-hmm. <laughs> more complicated. Yeah, and what it's like? Well, I don't know how expensive the patch bays are, but the but the fucking like a single module is like hundreds of dollars. So like, just imagine oh, yeah. like how big his fucking synth is. That shit probably costs more than a car. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's um, but uh, well, okay. With answering Missy's question, the other part of it, um, well, going into the pandemic, like, um. I guess all of us, we were still DJs for WMBR, so we transitioned to, like, you know, uh, uh, an audio, like, or, like, a, sorry, uh, a remote We transitioned presence. to this. We did this. Yes, we did that. We, yeah, basically did this, right? But but in my case, since I was also still doing, um, I was still doing RSVP, right? I guess solo, but at that point, I just kind of just started focusing on uh, comedy music and a couple other things like that. Um and uh lrc right and 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 yes and lrc that was the other big one because that was uh that like took me on like the order of like maybe 10 hours or so to do an lrc show every single week um and that was like more my fault because i'd like just put more effort into doing more research uh whenever i talk about the songs and stuff um as opposed to just the two hours that i would do every week so that's kind of why, like, I got really burnt out by the uh, by the time I like stopped or stopped in August. Um, so, 
But uh, but yeah, I mean, like, so like every week from like March all the way to like August, I was just like listening to to like just pure noise rock, punk, or whatever stuff that I played in LRC. Like every single week, I'd just be doing that. Um, mm. And then I and then that all obviously drastically lessened once I started grad school. Not that I stopped listening to music entirely. Uh, I think it was more like I started listening to music that I enjoyed before doing LRC. Like, I don't know, like a lot more indie stuff. Uh, I mean, I liked some punk before, but not as much as I did after getting into LRC. Hmm. Um, so it was a nice thing to kind of like breathe and relax and kind of get away from it just a little bit. Um, but I've been slowly like getting, you know, back into the groove. Um, like I started with listening to like um, almost all of like Sonic Youth's discography and then like um, a couple other artists as well. Um, I finally like did the same with Dead Kennedys. I only like ever listened to um, the first two albums of theirs and then maybe like some songs from the other albums that I did play in LRC. But now I've listened to everything and the other stuff is also really, really good. Um, uh, yeah, and then I'm also like now I have more motivation to listen to music because of the stuff we're doing in the band, you know, trying to get more ideas to do things, mm -hmm. especially since I don't know how to do things. Um, so I'm like trying to guess at how noises are made. When, when you say you don't know how to do things, you're listening to songs in which they play something or make some sound with a guitar that you just don't know how to do. So you have to explore and figure out how yeah, to Yeah, and I only have a limited stuff. I mean, I have like some pedals, but um, I have that and then I have whatever, you know, I guess Reaper, right? Uh, yeah, and there's only like there's only so much stuff that I know on, on how to do on, on with that like DAW. So yeah. I've been I've been I've been doing that a little bit myself. Like I mean I, I like just doing some more experimentation with the guitar stuff because Logic has like the the amp sim and it also has pedal sims as well. Like so you have like these various chorus and distortion and all that kind of stuff. And like I've been playing with that like for the first time basically because before I was just like whatever the Whatever the default like amp sim is, I just played all of my guitar parts on that if I wanted guitar. But now I've been like, oh, like this, I'm tired of this sound, and so I would like something else. Um, and so I've been messing around with that more. And then also like you know, I, I like like you like you know when I was listening when I started listening to like Big Black and like all the and mm -hmm. Shellac and the Steve Albini stuff in general, um, I was like, oh, there's there's some there's especially very interesting sounds on the Big Black stuff because like. I, I like 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 it's like kind of like industrial music, except it's made with guitars and and bass, and that's pretty ridiculous. Well, and, like, the, and, the, and the drums are uh, are drum machines. Yeah, it's like a rolling drum machine. Yeah. So 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 it adds to this kind of like like industrial feel. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's the only like thing that I can think of when I listen to Big Black, just like thumping like factory noises. Yeah, and, and like kerosene, I think is like kind of like the most factory sounding like of 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 the songs that I've heard from from them. And like, there's that, and and, and I and I sent you Hector that that like like this like short audio clip where I like tried to do the, the introduction, it, yeah. the recreate the introduction to that song, which is this very like, it's this very like, um, how do I put this? Like, I don't know, it, it, it like. I, yeah, I don't. I don't even know how to describe it. I guess I'll, I'll put it in the, the show. <laughs> like I'll, I'll, I'll just so can put a it. snippet in because yeah. I can't really describe it with words. It's just very like. It's just very like in your face and like aggressive and kind of like an unusual sound from a guitar. Yeah, and then, and then yeah, and people, if you want, you can also listen to the actual song "Kerosene." You can compare it. 
Um, also, listen to it. It's a really good song. <laughs> oh, I was going to put it in Kerosene. I wasn't going to put in the audio clip that I, <laughs> that I made. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, I mean, I guess that's just like one hobby, you know, I guess. Uh, listening to music, and then I guess there's also the making of music. Um, it's a bit more recent because the pandemic kind of like screwed over everyone, including us when we were, when, um, me, Hadrian Miski and, um, another friend of ours, uh, were in the middle of doing stuff and then, yeah, we just, we just written a song. Like we were going to start, we were going to try to record as much as we could for the next couple months before, for, for Fred desk, before we like, before we had to like go our separate ways as, as people. Um, but then, then the pandemic hit. It was like literally. It was like we we had done rehearsal. I think on Sunday, uh-huh. and we were like, and we 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 had done. We like just like tried to like get a, like a first draft of a song, um, and and I think we also like like edited on Jabberwocky. Like we had a we, like you'd come up with an ending for Jabberwocky, which is not the one that we ended up using. <laughs> yeah. um, but like we we'd made all this progress, and then I like showed that to the the bass player who wasn't at the at the rehearsal. Um, and it was like, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. And then it was like Tuesday, we were told that we had to leave. <laughs> so I was like, fuck. Man, I, I like still remember when that happened. All right, like this is like very small digression, but you know, doing LRC, it was like 11 a.m. and I just started seeing emails or, or sorry, messages from friends being like, yo, uh, admin looks like they're going to like tell everyone that they have to leave, like, and they're going to make an announcement later today. And I was just like, what? Uh, and I just couldn't do anything, even say anything on the air, just because I was just like still. Uh, in shock it's wild <laughs> i remember i i went to the doctor that day to get a physical because i was like going to the grand canyon so i wanted to ask the, or I, that was my original plan was for spring break was to go to the grand canyon so i decided to do like a, a visit to medical like am i gonna die if i go to the grand canyon <laughs> um it turned out that I was going to be fine, but it was like it was like I think an hour before I'd gotten the like I'd heard the the rumor that spread like wildfire across campus before they even made the announcement, and like they were like, "Oh, how are you feeling right now?" And I was like, "Well, I'm being kicked out of my dorm, so I feel like shit." <laughs> At least you're honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anything, for me, I've listened to a lot less music over the pandemic. I think largely in part because we're not doing the musical part of the show anymore. And so that, you know, got me kind of exploring a lot of music more. And also for whatever reason, being at home all the time, I feel less inclined to listen to music. Hmm. Do you feel like before the pandemic, you would mostly engage with music when you went out to social events with friends or went to someone else's place? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely something where I, I mean, I enjoy listening to it over speakers and like in social settings, because like like to share music with people in that way, and also I definitely get exposed to music a lot in those kinds of venues, um, and live music as well. Like that also, like I, I I've gone to a number of concerts in the past, like for artists who I wasn't familiar with, like with friends, and so that exposed me to to new music. And not being able to have that is is definitely a bummer. Yeah, for sure. I I'm looking forward to going to concerts again. Yeah, me too. I mean, um, like I haven't said this out loud on the podcast, but I've been telling everyone and their and their mothers that I'm going to New York in June because I'm going to be fully vaxxed by that point, And I figured, what the fuck? Um, so I am looking forward to going to concerts there if there are any. I cannot yeah. wait to just put my mouth just slobbering on 
everyone in the pit. <laughs> just, ah, just, just, just going at it. You're in what they claim is the live music capital of the world. I think. I think like uh, yeah, now that yeah. it's starting to be, get gentrified, that might not be the case in like five years. But you know, <laughs> they're just gonna start putting nice. Or sorry, I'm, I, I, by nice I'm being ironic, but yeah, um, they're gonna put like huge like glass buildings like everywhere, <laughs> replacing like. Uh, like like uh, shops that have been there for like fucking decades. Yeah, they're gonna replace like all the bars on Sixth Street with like clover. And, like, oh my fucking... god, a huge like <laughs> building with clover at the bottom. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I I've for like I don't know how, as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to live in Austin. It felt like that was the place to go. Never mm-hmm. since I was small, and like also like you know because. I was going to go to UT. That was, like, the plan. Uh, until I found out about U- MIT. And then, you know, that, of course, I changed. I have a question for you. Uh, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you there. Why do you think it's going to be painful? Um, so you're in this apartment right now, right? Not far from UT, right? You're not that far from campus. Yeah, what's your address? Could you t- say it over the air? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I know it's hard to walk around in many, many cities in Texas, but, like, if I was to come to, I mean, in the future, right, when we can mm. visit each other in different parts of the world, uh-huh. you know, maybe you'll come to Boston and see us. Maybe we'll come and see oh, you I in definitely, Austin. Oh, I definitely go to Boston. That's, like, yeah, like a no-brainer. I would, I would host you in my apartment. Um, would it make sense for me to come and stay on your couch? or would? Uh, or I mean, like, no, that'd be okay. But, uh, like, exactly where I live... Uh, there's like not much here besides uh fuck. There we go. <laughs> uh, there's not much to do except swatted flies. Yeah, there there was a fly here. Uh like I don't know, like I you, you the thing is like if you ask me this probably like some months into where I can be face to face with people like on campus or whatever, like finally be there, I'd probably give you a much better answer to this because the only two, there's only two things that I know, or, or I guess three things. One, where UT is located. Two, where I'm located. And three, where like some park here in Austin is located. It's, I think it's like the park that people go to. Zelker? Like, or is it a different one? Um, maybe. I don't know the name. I just know where Zilker, it is. Zelker is a great park. Um, <laughs> I, I've been there a couple times. If it's uh, if it has like a bunch of stuff, a lot of parking lots, a lot there's like a river or something. I think I think uh, that is Zilker. Yeah, then that's the one that I went to with my, with my parents uh, when they were helping me move. Um, those three places. That's the only thing that I know. So uh, if you ask me this, like half a year from now, no, not even half a year. Um, I don't know, eight months, I guess. End of this year. Really? You don't expect having the capacity to host a friend until the end of 2021? No, I mean, I can host a friend anytime. It's just like, I just wouldn't be doing anything. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> like, I don't rec- like know any places here besides, like, again, those places and maybe, like, where Whataburger is. <laughs> and then the nearest Panda Express is, like, <laughs> fucking uh, way past, like, north of campus because the one on campus is closed. Yeah, I think, well, the Panda Expresses in Texas, uh, they, they're they open for more than 45 minutes at a time, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. But what were you saying about, what were you saying about Austin in general? Oh, I mean, because 
one of the things, so like, again, in high school, um, that's when I like, actually, to be very specific, the summer entering high school was when like, um, my, like, uh, this is gonna, well, I don't really care how cheesy it sounds, but my journey into music, that's when it like really, really started. Because in middle school, I'd listen to music, but it'd just be like, um, most of the music I listened to was stuff from like, either Rock Band 2 so, like, it's, like, artists that were on Rock Band 2, like, that catalog from the game. But then, like, I, like, started listening to their, you know, their music on YouTube and, like, maybe their albums as well. But it was kind of restricted to that. As well as the entire Beatles catalog. Because, uh, probably mentioned it before, but, like, a friend of my mom uh, for my birthday just gave me a USB stick. And it had, like, every freaking Beatles album to Kingdom Come. Um, every single one. So, um, so going in, so like, you know, in middle school, that's like the music I had. So I was like a huge, 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 huge Beatles fan. Uh, like I knew the ins and outs and stuff. Uh, then entering high school, like th- that summer was when like, it kind of like exploded in terms of like, I found, um, um, uh, I, I started listening to like, uh, I'm trying to remember what exactly I started listening to, uh. I, oh, I, uh, like, uh, I guess I can probably say this story because it's kind of funny. Um, We're going to Orlando for, uh, you know, to Disney World and all that kind of stuff. And uh, at the time, I was listening to to The Who. I was listening to Quadrophenia because I had just uh, found out about it. Um, And and I was listening to the entire album uh, on my iPod, my phone. I think it was my iPod. Um, and I was jailbroken so I could like save me, save videos from YouTube. So I just had the entire Quadrophenia album on my iPod and I was listening to it while we were in Epcot and I was just like, Oh, this is so cool. This is like, <laughs> the, 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 you know, the, the Quadrophenia song itself was just like so amazing. Like, uh, this is, uh, this is crazy. It was awesome. Um, but then like when we got back to the hotel, I like saw a recommended video and it was the Nutramilk Hotel in the Airplane Over the Sea. And I was oh, like, yes. okay, I'll, you know, this has like, it's always been, I've always seen this re- recommended. I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll try it. And everyone was sleeping and I was like trying to maybe fall asleep to it. But then like after King of Care Flower Parts 2 and 3 came on, the second song, just explosion, like, like shivers down my spine, like, like that uh, Bohemian Rhapsody song. It was it was incredible. It was, it was, it was, it was weird. It was like, uh, you know, it was, it's like when you experience something for the first time and you want to get that feeling back, that's, that's how I felt listening to that, that, that song. It's called um, a nocturnal emission. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 a wet dream? Is that, what, is that what you're trying to say? I was uh, awake for this. I was awake for this. It's not a dream. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I thought um, you were falling asleep to the music. So, yeah. and then, and then, so when I saw that, then recommended video was, I think, Fantano, Anthony Fantano's like review of it. Cause I think it was around that time when he did it or like the year before. And then they got me into his channel and then they got me into just the general, like, you know, like landscape of like YouTube music reviews, I guess, but mostly, mostly his channel. Um, and then, and then I just like look at the albums that he either was reviewing at the time or uh, was in his like vinyl collection. So I just like start going through it and listening to it. And it was also around the same time that I think he had reviewed or I saw the Death Grips review he had done in April, which was like months before I found the channel. 2012? Um, uh, yeah. The Money the, Store. Yeah, The Money Store came out in April, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but yeah. I found out about the channel like in the summer, like in July, I think, or something. But I saw the review and then I listened to it and I was just like, 
also incredible. Um, mm. I think it was also the same time that I listened to Clipping as well. Oh, actually, no, yeah. Yeah, it was around the same time I listened to Clipping because that's when they came out with Mid-City, I think, maybe. I couldn't listen to Money Store all the way through the first time, but like once I like got into it, I was like, this is an amazing album. Yeah, I don't remember if I listened to the Money Store first or Mid-City by Clipping. I listened to one of them first, but I know I remember having the distinct memory of listening to Clipping, the Mid-City mixed, uh, I think it was a mixtape, but it was just ear grating, and even I could tell, um, like, myself liking that type of music now, but it was... It was so, like, piercing my ears. But then I kind of got past it after a while, and then I kind of warmed up to it. And then and then now I like that music. And then um, I can't... And then after, at, at, there was, like, some maybe some times where I tried to recommend a clipping song to my friend, and i play it, you know, in his car or whatever. And then they just immediately wanted to, like, change it just because... <laughs> and I, I, I get it now, but at the time I was, like, really upset. <laughs> That's the thing about uh, like hundred gex has a similar effect I've noticed on people is like you know you play you play a hundred gex song to to to, pers- to somebody without pre- preparing them for the for, for for the music and they're just like what the fuck is this turn it off please well I, I think you did that now <laughs> yeah I thought it was shit <laughs> I mean there are some people who like hyperpop who also think that hundred gex are shit. Good for uh, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I, like, 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 I haven't listened to them very much. There's like a couple of songs that I like from 100GX personally um, that I would listen to like just like sort of at, at, at just, you know, in general. I listened to 1000GX a couple of times just because it seemed interesting. Um, but like now, it, now, now my tastes have percolated down to like basically just two songs, Money Machine and the Dorian Electra remix of uh, Gek to You. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah. Dirty Lecture is also pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, sorry. Uh, fuck it. I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, early high school, got into music. And then, yeah, so when I was in high school, I wanted to go to concerts, but there's, like, no opportunity for that unless I, like, drive to either Houston or Austin or maybe San Antonio. But, like, my parents wouldn't let me just because, like, I could drive it where I lived. But uh, as far as, like, going to somewhere like that, I was also kind of – worried about driving all the way over there by myself because i never made that drive yeah that's like three or four hours from where you're from right for san antonio yeah for austin it's like four or five because oh, okay. um, yeah, for us it was like an we're, i was an hour from austin so it was fucking nothing for most people i think if it was like an hour away from home i think they would have been okay with it but yeah like i never i didn't make that drive from my like my house to austin until i moved here in august um so so yeah, so uh, moving to Austin would have been great for me because then I would be able to study here, but then also like live music capital of the world. I'd be, I'd be going to concerts and stuff. Um, and then I moved to Boston, or I guess Cambridge. Um, and then there's a lot I, of good venues there. Fun. I think it's funny that you've called it Cambridge the whole time as well. Uh, you know what? People can fight me. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know my pronunciation <laughs> of it is like horrible. Uh, but but I don't care. I don't live there anymore. So that's true. That's uh, true. So if people want to get upset with me, go like fine. Uh, I live like thousands of miles away. <laughs> Email Hector at Hector Iglesias oh. <laughs> at example dot com. <laughs> um, it's not like I pronounce like Austin or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how that's how it's pronounced everywhere except Texas. It, it seems like really yeah. Like, like Soho is South Houston, I believe. Because because Soho in New York City is named after the Soho in England, and they're both so they're both South Houston, which oh, means it should be oh. called Soho. 
But it's like what Houston, but it's house. Yeah, it's Houston and Texas. I think it depends on who it is. Like how, like like Soho in New York is south of Houston Street, and it's named after some chap named Houston. Hmm. And Houston and Texas is named Sam after Houston. Sam Houston. Yeah, yeah. So it's how you pronounce the person it was named. So after. it's like Statham. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Data, data, uh. race data. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's doing my man dirty. <laughs> I mean, imagine spending millions to put your name in a building, and then everyone mispronounces it. That's that's. I think that's insanely funny. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> Here we are unveiling this giant academic complex in the year 2070. It was it was 1997, I think. I'm, making, I'm doing a bit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Come on, why, why are you interrupting? Me? <laughs> Here we are in the year 2070, uh, unveiling this big-ass building funded by our donor, Mr. McDaniel. Mc- McDaniel. <laughs> From the McDaniel Dome Foundation. I would, I would, whatever money I had left after that, I would use to get a fucking, like, hit crew to blow up the building the next day. <laughs> To do some fucking hire Hans Gruber to like, oh my god! <laughs> and then you fax them that emoji with the laughing tears. Yeah, that's it. That's all they would. That's all they would get. Oh yeah. my god! Speaking of faxing emojis, um, <laughs> no, 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 no. This, what? This, uh, when I was doing driver's ed uh, in high school, <laughs> I uh, I had this really horrible like driver's ed like instructor. Like he he was like the guy that owned the business. Um, he was extremely bad. Um, so I don't know if like driver's ed in general, like they just don't actually teach you how to drive uh, and they actually just like have your parents teach you how to drive. I don't know if this is like universal or not, but that was my experience. But besides that, it was a really bad like driver's ed teacher. There's like another story of his that I might've said on the show before, but I'm not going to do that. But, uh, I will say this, there was a time where I was, uh, sitting with my friends. Um, we were actually taking the driver's ed class together and, at the same time, and we were next door at a sh- like a small like um, uh, like shop that like sold you know like snacks and stuff, and we were eating there. I think we were watching the World Cup, and all of a sudden we go when we go back, like the teachers like upset at us, and we don't know why. And it turns out that someone was faxing memes, uh, like to like the place, and like mm. the printer was just like. I don't know about nonstop, but, like, there were, like, several, like, papers, uh, pages of, like, you know that, like, Seinfeld, um, or, I don't know, you know that picture or that portrait or whatever of, like, of, of Casanova? George Costanza? George Costanza, but, like, he's, like, almost nude, and it's just, like, you know, like, in that pose on, on a couch or something, or I don't know. There's, like, some pose of, like, him, like, in that pose, uh, or like some portrait of him in that pose and it was like the same thing but it was like my instructor's face on that body Ooh. Uh, and like he showed this to <laughs> I'm us i'm pretty sure that's illegal but i'm not sure he, he showed this to us and i just i just couldn't believe what was going on like i couldn't believe this was real and i thought he was like pranking us uh but no like this is this is totally real like people, someone was doing this and there was like, another piece of paper that said uh haha you're not gonna catch me <laughs> that was faxed to like his printer <laughs> was, because I guess you could do it because I like, guess his, his printer or fax machine like you could like um, the, like there was no password to it so I guess you could fax things to it I don't know it was just like it was yeah. so strange and um, 
So he told us you know, if he finds out which one one of us did it, he would like sue us or something. He was going to do something. I don't remember what he was going to do. That, that reminds me of when the um, the district website, the school district's website was hacked one time. And like all they did was just like put in like 72 point aerial font at the top of the page. Like, fuck that pussy or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, that was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, uh, yeah, there's like. There's another story of like uh, some person's mom stole a stapler. Like, like some kids, like some students, like mom stole a stapler while they were talking to the secretary or whatever. And they just like took it, and then he found out. And he was like, uh, "One of your parents like was here and they stole the stapler. If they don't return it by like the next, I don't know, whatever, I'm going to like call the cops." Over a stapler? Yes. They're, they're just going to file a police Because it's his property. That's true. He could claim insurance on the stapler if he never gets it back. Oh, man. That was such a wild, wild time. He reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen Twin Peaks. There is a show within the show um, uh, of, like, some, like, guy who, like, he's in, like, he's, like, in a drama. Um, like, the, that character inside the TV show. And my teacher reminds me of that guy. He looks like, like... Like, it has, like, a rat face. Um, mm. So whenever I see Twin Peaks, uh, which I'm going to, like, soon, I'm going to rewatch it. Um, when I see that character, it's going to remind me of my driver's ed teacher. All right. Uh, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> what hobbies <laughs> What hobbies do you have that you would like to discuss on the program? <laughs> uh, what hobbies do I have that I'd like to discuss on the program? Uh, I, I've definitely, I've gotten more into cooking over the pandemic. Um, I'm into bikes. Comedy? I'm into comedy. Although I, I don't even know if like that's a hobby person. Like, I, I guess like, yeah, I, I don't really, th- I think of that as like, as a personal interest, mm. but I guess it's, it's not really much of a hobby for me right now because it's not something that I actively mm. practice. Mm. And then like, I don't know, maybe if I was like, working on writing material it would feel like more of a hobby mm. but at least right now since i'm not doing comedy doesn't like it's, it's it's not nearly as much a part of my life as it was in college yeah i would say the improv comedy trip that you were in you could consider that like something you actively participated in as a hobby yeah but yeah it's difficult when there's not that element to it yeah i i've definitely thought about like you know once i'm like once i'm so, kind of somewhat settled down somewhere and you know, I have some free time. Maybe I'll try to either get back into improv with, uh, I was about to say adult troupe, but it's not like we weren't already adults. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, like an out in the real world troupe, uh, or, or, or do that or, or work on, uh, some up. which I'm, I'm still not sure if I like, I don't know. I, I feel like it takes a lot of ego to do stand up. I think you could do it. You could you could definitely do stand up. You just have to like uh pandemic is a really good um way for you to just like go out there and then just be like you know, I haven't been here in like, you know, what like half a year or something or like, you know, a year. It's been it's been a while since I've, you know, I've been back. But now I'm back. Like you could just kind of play it up like that even though you've never done stand up in your life. And then if people don't see past it, uh then you're golden. You 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 got them. <laughs> that sounds like lying. Yeah, but they also lied about the WMDs in Iraq, so, you know, you could lie about this. <laughs> so it's fair game. It's fair Got game. It. <laughs> Got it. Hmm. All right. That's a good point. That's a, that's a very good point. 
I was looking at Donald Rumsfeld's Wikipedia page earlier today, funnily enough. <laughs> Interesting. Really? <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> I forget why. Oh. <laughs> there's, a, there, there's a Bill Wirtz, uh, the very short Bill Wirtz video that ends with him singing, Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> He's a character. <laughs> Wait, yeah. when you, uh, He's still alive. Bill Wirtz? Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> well, no, I was actually going to ask, like, what, what do you think was, like, is, would be the difference? Or I guess maybe you already answered it. Uh, I was going to ask, like, what, what you thought the difference for you was, like, because you, you said your hobby was comedy, but I guess I was confused because I don't know if you meant, like, like watching a lot of, like, comedy specials or collecting albums or, um, or are you doing, mm-hmm. or are you performing? Yeah, I mean, if, so, so for me, like, when I hear hobby, I think something that, like, requires, like, practice or like active attention or some sort of action like so for me i i don't i don't feel that just like watching comedy alone constitutes it being a hobby and to me it feels like more of an interest i i, <laughs> I know i don't know if that's being like gatekeepy or just like overly semantic uh but but at least for me i feel like comedy when it's more of an like when it was more of an active part of my life i would have said yes this is absolutely an important hobby but right now it, it isn't for me you would classify it under interest yeah yeah like right now i have an interest uh in a couple different books the, the genres of books that i didn't help ha- didn't hold before didn't hold during school during college but i wouldn't say that reading is a hobby it's not like i go out and engage in multiple book clubs and and write short stories. That- uh, I don't know if that's necessarily like, uh, like, like I would constitute that as a hobby personally. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it, you have to do the thing. Or sorry, you don't have to write to be a like a, um, a like an active reader. Yeah. Same thing as like, you don't have to actually What's- make music to like actively be a music listener or collector of music. Would you agree with the statement that a hobby is acting out on an interest? And if you're yeah, if you're buying music, I would say that constitutes that if you're like yeah, listening I, to I, it I, I do think that reading definitely like like is like an active as is yeah. an activity i guess and, and right. like, like like as far as like watching stuff it's like it's it's a bit more of a gray area i'm, I'm not sure why it feels that way you why mean like reading, watching movies maybe, no just like you know watching comedy specials oh, like, like as we were yeah, talking yeah. about and like mm. like like, like and, and and just sort of like you know passively watching these things versus like i guess like Reading is, seems like more like if you're reading like nonfiction, which we've done a lot of for this show, like you know that that seems like more of an active sort of like engagement with the material mm-hmm. and, and the and the sort of thoughts and ideas that are being presented. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but but then again, it's like oh, if you're reading like fiction, if you're reading, like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't that... also knock down fiction as well. I mean, most mm-hmm. of the books I've read are fiction, and right, um, like a lot of them are I would consider much better than some of the nonfiction books I've read in my life. Um, but, but I would, I would say overall, I, yeah, I would agree. Like, like reading books, like you don't have to write to, I guess, oh, you know, consider yourself like a hobbyist, like in terms of like reading books. You don't have to be in like 40 book clubs. Yes. You don't even have to be in a book club though. I would say like, I've never been in one, um, that wasn't like a class a podcast or yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say like, I guess like, I was gonna say yes. Yeah. I guess this would be considered like a book club. I was gonna say like a, like a class. Because I've definitely like I, I for well I never took like a like a literature class where we had to read a book, but I have taken literature classes that were film classes, so we had to watch movies. So which is a little bit which is a little bit different. Um, but um, 
But yeah, I don't think I've ever been in like a. Oh, fuck. Okay, fine. Yeah, this is a book club, so I guess I can't say that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Got him. <laughs> uh, beyond books, I I will say that, like I've seen in you, uh, embrace cooking techniques and try. Oh yeah, you got salt, fat, acid, heat. Yes, the book Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, which we shortened to Salt, Acid, Heat, um, which is a great book on fundamentals of cooking. I would recommend it. Would you recommend it to me? Anyone who wants to get a little bit better at cooking uh, can probably get a little better at cooking by reading Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat or watching the Netflix special, at the very least, by the same name. Okay. I think it has an appeal to scientifically minded people as well. Not that you need that by any means, but that... It doesn't get into. It has some kind of cool, you know, scientific explanations for things. Yeah, it doesn't get into equations or anything, but it tries to prescribe a scientific eye to. I mean, it has ratios, right? <laughs> yeah, because cooking is definitely a hobby. I think I peaked there because <laughs> I yep. went towards the mic. It's a hey, hobby. That's, that, that's going to be fun for people to listen to. Um, um, that I want to engage in this summer because I haven't had time to actually cook. Like my my food, like. Every day consists of like maybe a sandwich or two, uh, rice and chicken and broccoli. Well, your brother eats that too. Uh, yes, but I uh, he like always knocked on me for counting my calories, which I haven't done in like maybe three months or two months since like the the winter storm here in February. I like kind of stopped with that and exercising, <laughs> which I need to get. <laughs> I, it, it put me in a funk. I'll be honest. But um, I'm going to get back into it once I'm, like, not as hosed here. Um, but, uh, yes, that's mostly my my diet. Um, it's easy to make. It's just, And it also tastes good. It's, it's, it's great. <laughs> but I would like to learn how to cook other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the problem is, like, you know, if I learned how to do that, I probably would buy other things aside from, you know, what I have right now. So, yeah, we had a we had a cooking co-op in this house, um, like uh, for for the last like uh, six or seven months, I w- I would say, um, and that has been pretty like th- that that that's been pretty productive, I think, for for all of us that have been in this house to sort of like expand our cooking repertoire and learn how to cook new things. Obviously, it's 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 not it's not like a feasible solution for everyone um, because you have to have enough roommates and you all have to like each other. As people, oh my god! <laughs> Which Are you is, trying like, to say something here? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, 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 it's like it's hard to have like a like a I don't know, like, like my impression is that it's it is hard to find like you know a, a large enough group like 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 if you're living like with four people or whatever like it's not always a guarantee that all five of the people in the apartment are going to like get along and like have similar ish taste in food to be able to like set up a cooking co-op oh yeah um actually in general like like, like it was like this is a thing in east campus as well which was like i i'd like seen co-ops come up um and i'd like joined a few of them um and like i think i only really had like 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 i think i joined three uh, co-ops when I was in East Campus, and I only stuck to one of them for a whole semester. And, like, the first one, I, I dropped it because it was, like, one week we were having, like, salmon, uh, which I don't, I don't mind salmon, but it was... But but then the second week we had, like, borscht. And then, like, the third week I was cooking and then I got sick. 
And I was just like, and, and, and then there was all this, like, there were all these, like, stipulations of, like, oh, you have to have this kind of stuff or whatever. And, like, the, the food was so radically different each week. And, like, everybody liked such radically different things that it was just, like, it was not a good idea to have us specifically do it. The second one I was part of, it was, like, everyone had closer to actual, like, convergent, like, taste in food. Like, there were some allergies that we had to contend for that were kind of tricky. But other than that, like... That one was, like, a huge success because it was, like, you know, we the entire semester, it's, like, we had, like, you know, two nights, I think, a week of dinner or three nights or, like, I'm not, I actually don't even remember. Um, and it was, just like, every time I was, like, yeah, this is, like, I would eat this food. I mean, maybe it's not, like, the best food in the world every single time, but, like, it's edible. Um, and, like, so that was great. But then I, I, and then I tried to join a third co-op my senior year and that didn't work because it was, like, I was, like, the physically largest person in the co-op. Um, like it was like, like, like it was like, I think the call was like mostly like women under five, seven. Uh, and I was the only, dude, like, like I was like, 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 it was like the, the, the next tallest dude was like five, eight or something. Um, so, 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 so like, like I would always like, I would go to cop and then I would be hungry after like two or three hours. And I was like, that doesn't work for me. Um, so there was, so, so, so there's a lot of difficulty to be had. And like, when, uh, like, like. I guess, like, in the living group that, that, that I moved to, like, senior year, I, like, I, I had floated the idea of a co-op, but, like, like there, like, people on that hall specifically have all kinds of crazy different, like, dietary preferences and specifications that, like, that, that like, I, like, 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 when I floated the idea, everyone was like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so that was uh, interesting. But, yeah, like, here in this house, like, we were able to, like, sort of, like, 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 you know, we have a vegetarian in this house, um, and like she is here sometimes. Um, and so, and so, and, and, but when she is here, we, we try to make vegetarian meals and that has been all, that has been pretty good. Cause it's like, Oh, like I can eat food that doesn't have meat in it and it will still taste good and I'm not going to die. Um, and that's been pretty great, um, overall. And uh, we've all, I, I think, yeah, all of us have gotten better at cooking as a result. Um, so that's good and, and a good time. But like I said, it's difficult to recommend cooking co-ops to other people because that requires that you, that, that requires a level of logistics and like coordination and compatibility b- between people that is hard to find. Yeah. I, um, uh, wonder what will happen to my cooking after I'm only living with myself and Allie. I feel like y'all uh, will probably like be able to, cause I, like I see y'all making all kinds of different shit all the time. That's true. Yeah. I might not have the impetus to experiment more. I don't know. I still, we, we still haven't figured out what we're making tomorrow. <laughs> all I'm saying, you get a, you get a rice cooker, turn it on. There you go. They have a, they have an instant pot. Yeah. We have something better than a rice cooker. I, I have no clue what that is. Rice cooker, $30. <laughs> My, my my rice cooker broke, like, I think a month or two into its use. I think it was, like, actually a month into its use. And I was freaking out because, like, I don't want to spend, you know, $30 on this, even though, like, other rice cookers I've seen go up to, like, freaking 70 80 100 whatever dollars. I just didn't realize they were, like, that expensive. And the one that I got what was, like, even do? $30. <laughs> uh, and uh, what I just did was I just, like, went inside it and I, like, bought, like, some, I don't know, thermal resistor or whatever and kind of just, like, really jankily, like, put it in and inserted it and like soldered it <laughs> into my rice cooker and it works and it's been using it since since then <laughs> all right so uh nice. 30 30 um 
Even though I like see people like, oh, here's like a four hundred dollar rice cooker, and I'm just like, the fuck, you don't need a four hundred dollar rice cooker. You literally like, I use a saucepan and I can cook rice. Like it's 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 ridiculous. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to finally um, learning how to cook. I would say that at the moment I can just like cook, you know, chicken, and mm-hmm. and, and maybe meat. But with the meat, I. I always have to be a bit more cautious just because I um, have a harder time telling when it's, I guess, like, what I want. This is, like, I guess I, I don't know, with chicken, I don't really care. With with meat, it's, like... Um, chicken is meat, by the way. I guess red meat. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess when, when I think of meat, I think of red meat. Um, so, because I like mine, like, either medium rare or or medium, you know, well... I like I my just, chicken medium rare as well. Oh my! I just like to, I, I just like to take chances. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's For a disclaimer. <laughs> the description. The USDA has told us to read this. <laughs> also, this is uh, for some reason my like uh, audacity. Like, if I, I like have the mic like level like fine, but then sometimes when I like scream or laugh or something, it like. <laughs> The slider like moves all the way to like a hundred, almost a hundred percent for some reason. Oh, that's not good. I, I, I don't know. It's automatically trying to shift your gain to avoid peaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it, it no, it's not doing. It's, it's, it's no, it it's, is peaking. It's, it's shifting. Well, it's peaking. It's, it's shifting so that it peaks even more. Oh, why is it doing that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I have seen that, that's just, gonna be a real pain in the ass to to work with. Yeah, um, I like I've seen this happen a couple times before, but like not to like this extent so if you see me just going like um that's the reason why it'll be like the first episode <laughs> okay well the first episode i was recording using the mic from this uh wait can can you let's see from your laptop what oh. for, for my webcam <laughs> wow um so that's like why it sounded like ass quality actually so so one of the advantages of the pandemic for me is that I've been able to do more time intensive cooking because like before in school, I'd be like on campus all day and that would be bouncing around various social events or clubs and activities or you name it. Then I get back at like seven or eight and I just want to throw something together fast. And like maybe I do something more involved over the weekend and then save it for leftovers. But over the last year, even if I'm like busy, like per se, like I'm still, it's just like busy on zoom. So I can just like, work on cooking at any time of the day I want and start meals when I want to and do stuff that's more involved or takes more time. Yeah, like the ragu we made? We made. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, so, so I th- like so my I think my cooking repertoire is actually diversified partially because of the pandemic. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like every every co-op meal ends up taking like 2 hours <laughs> as well. Well, we're at an hour and 3 minutes. Cool. Um, one question I wanted to get to with respect to hobbies and the time it takes to do them is that hopefully in a few months we'll come back to the new normal. We'll come to the new normal and, uh, the new abnormal. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) did you get the reference, Misky? Yes. Did did you you get that I listened to music? (laughs) Yes. I get that you listen to the strokes. All right. Um, obviously, you'll be doing more things in public, and you'll be going places and seeing people in a way that you haven't been for the last year. Um, what hobbies do you think you will put aside 
in order to make time for those sort of activities. Mm. Everyone go at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel it'd be the opposite for me. Um, because at the moment, I, I mentioned this, I think, maybe last time we talked, or that, uh, okay, give me one sec. I guess my roommate's calling me. Uh, sorry, oh, I got a package. Back. From Domino's? Ooh. I don't know what this is. Hold on. It's I want eBay. Yeah, I know, but. Is, is this music? an unboxing episode? Oh, shit. You bought a box of shit? No, <laughs> no, wait. Oh, Okay. Uh, Are you clipping again? Yes, I am clipping. It, it like it just it just it just like went to the to to a hundred for some reason. I that like, sucks. Put it dude. back down. I don't know. Um, okay, I guess I can quickly say what this is about. Um, I'm not gonna open it um, because I know what it is. Um, is so it I, your diploma? No, no, that, that I already have. No, I bought you bought one on eBay. Um, no, I, <laughs> I bought an album. I bought an album on eBay. Um, uh, it, was, it was by the band Spiritualized. Um, it's, uh, the album, um, it's called, um, I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, it was like, ladies and gentlemen, we are floating in space. Um, it's a really fantastic, fantastic album. Um, but, uh, the problem was that I bought this like late February from eBay and it didn't arrive for like a while and then a while and then a while. And then it was just like stuck somewhere in Austin in the mail. In, at USPS for some for some reason, um, so I like kind of went back and forth with the person that sold me this, and then we kind of just decided like uh, I'd get a refund, but you know they're gonna try to figure out how to get this back to them, and if it somehow went back to me, I was gonna give it back to them because I ended up buying it from someone else. Um, so I have a copy of it, and I've been listening to it so, sometimes in, in the living room, but then this arrived, <laughs> so. Um, I'm just going to give it back to them or like just send it back to them because hmm. um, they're to give me a refund for it. And I'm not going to, on a good conscience, uh, you know, keep it and then sell it. <laughs> hmm. um, so, okay. What were you saying before about... Yeah. Um, uh, I don't remember how I started it, but I know what I was going to say. So, um, what I think I might have mentioned this last time we spoke, but um, I found like it's been more increasingly hard to find time um, to um, do my hobbies, which is like read, finally get back into reading books. I feel like I could have had a lot of time to do it, and I do. Same thing with making music, um, which is something I, I've been trying to do, um, and then listening to music, and, and now also watching movies because I've started to buy movies um, like not for the first time, but, like, the last time I've done that was, like, I think in high school. And so I'm now actually buying movies, which is a new thing for me. Um, so trying to find time to watch those things. And I feel like I can't because um, with this whole virtual setting, I feel like I have to spend, you know, all of my time reading, I don't know, books or textbooks or studying or, you know, doing doing, you know, grad student stuff. Whereas, like, I think if it was, like, Back to face to face, back to like a you know a typical, I don't know grad student experience. I do all the stuff on campus, and then maybe I do some you know a little bit of studying back home. But then once I'm here, it's it's me time, right? I do what I want to do here. Uh, but there's like no clear boundary, clear line here, um, at least since I moved here in August. So that's like at least when I was able to make music, this was during the winter break. Because there was like nothing for me to do, 
Um, whereas now it's been a little bit hard for me to do anything because I, I feel I have to do it. If not, I'm going to like, I guess, lose progress or something. It's, uh, stupid. Um, Sounds stressful. Yeah, it is. Um, so, and it's also, I guess it makes it more stressful because there's like no way for me to know whether I'm like, um, having a good pace maybe i'm like overextending myself or maybe i'm like actually under extending myself i don't know because like no one there's not not really anyone to talk to um that sounds like it sucks yeah uh and then also i wanted to uh, learn a new language in the summer because i thought that's what we could do because we are i'm in a college uh, and there is an opportunity to do that which language well i was going to try to beef up my spanish but um, I was going to do that regardless, but I felt like, oh, there's a class. I could probably do it here. But there, there's this whole weird thing at UT where if you're a native speaker, like if you grew up speaking Spanish, like there's a good particular like kind of path that you take. But that's not offered till like the right, you know, fall or spring semesters. And I'm like, OK, I'd have to wait till then. Maybe I maybe I'll spend like, my summer trying to learn um, either. Fuck, it was either between Italian, Japanese or German. I was, I was going to pick one of them. But then apparently I have to do some research uh, instead. I mean, that's, that, that, that's, that's just what PhD students do. No, oh, no, 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 that, that I get. Um, but I, I, uh, I guess um, was under the impression that I'd be able to, you know, that's like something I do. But then also there's like also this like class or I don't know, something else. But then mm. the, the reason why I can't do it is because of the credit limits and stuff. And if I was doing Spanish, I told them like, it's Spanish. I, I I know Spanish. I'm trying to get better at it, so there wouldn't be a problem with like workload or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. It's well, uh, well, you know you know how the language classes are at MIT. Like no, I know I know how the language classes are at MIT. Uh, but like with the Spanish, like I'm like I'm pretty okay at it. I just need to like be really really good. I know it's only going to be a beginner class in the summer because they don't offer some of the higher classes. I don't know. It was it was a huge like headache for me, and it was just stupid. Um, so it's it's a uh, yeah uh, grad student's life. Shucks. Mm-hmm. I mean the 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 perks that it has is that like I can use my free time to finally learn math. I spent the last four years at MIT not knowing how to add, uh, so. So now that I know how to actually do it formally, using logic and reasoning, um, I, I, like actually being serious, I'm actually like starting to read a book that like is about proof writing, and then I'm gonna get into topology because that's some stuff that I feel I need to learn considering I'm doing relativity. Though I might be doing numerical relativity in the summer, so I don't know. It's there's a ton of stuff that I could do, and there's, like, no guidance, which is great. Sounds like you're a tough spot. Yeah. Honestly, like, that's why that's why I said I'd rather do the opposite, which is, like, spend more time on my hobbies. Because um, at the moment, that's the only thing that, like, makes me happy. Um, listening to music, watching movies, making music. Um, also drawing dumb comic strips. That That's also fun. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, because at the moment, like, this stuff isn't, um, isn't fun, or at least uh, yeah. the, the school stuff. 
which maybe yeah, but I don't know. I, I I enjoy talking to you. I, I feel like I have to leave in, uh, in a few minutes to go to the store and all that. So maybe we should catch up later. I don't know what that later is, but maybe later this week we could probably talk more about front desk too. Okay. Oh, I keep forgetting it's Sunday. Yeah. Um. So given our time, uh, we can do a little lightning round with the three of us remaining. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. What What do you think the world reopening will do to your hobbies? What will be lost and what will be gained? I think that, if anything, I'll probably get involved in more stuff. I think being able to interact with other people generally makes me more excited about doing them. You know, like, I, like I got into improv because I was like, oh, like, making jokes with other people, like, that seems fun. Or, like, like I hate running on my own, but I love, like, playing pickup soccer or, like, various pickup sports. So I think, like, more likely than not, I'll probably just get into more stuff because I'll have the opportunity to share it with people. Yeah. Yeah. I also, um, like I hope to spend more time, uh, with other people. Um, that's what I did all of yesterday, which was very nice. And I hope to have more days like that in the future. Maybe not all the time, but you know, every now and again, um, I, um, I, I've, I've, I'm trying to ramp up my, like, uh, my like music game as well. Um, like, you know, I just recently purchased some recording equipment and I am going to do some experimentation at a, at a recording studio just to see how, how to use that, um, to, to have a skill that is useful to other people, uh, theoretically. And, um, I, hopefully I can like, like, like I, I'm thinking also of joining another band, um, because, you know, Fred desk is kind of remote and I would like to play instruments with other people in in the room because there's nothing like 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 like, like it's so great to be able to do that and it's 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 like you know like recording remotely i understand hatred you don't need to draw this out (laughs) yeah recording remotely is 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 also interesting and cool but also like you know i I just i I really miss playing like with other people it's not your fault it's my fault (laughs) it's not Hey, Misky was the one that released the novel coronavirus because <laughs> he didn't want to do front desk anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways, yeah. yeah. Right, for me, I'll hopefully hold on to the good habits and hobbies I've gained during coronavirus, which have been cooking and, and certain aspects of music and and, and self care, especially. Um, just not being a student, I think helped that a lot. Um, <laughs> Sleeping more than five hours, <laughs> exactly, and not being just insane person with too many things on his plate um but yeah and, and i think that i'll i'll search out for more personal experiences and, and hopefully you didn't know my colleagues at work a little better do some professional development Ooh, that's wild it also help hope that i uh, finally i'm definitely going to reach out to the radio station here and uh i think it's student run so i think uh, that includes grad students and if so um then i'm going to be definitely going back into djing just, just sneak in and be like, hey, I'm an undergrad at UT Austin. Can I? They call that the Richard Feynman. Work at the radio station. That, oh, my God. That sounds like an ugly, like, sex act. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, well, I'm going to stop the recording. Okay. <laughs>